From Washington, this is the CQ Budget Podcast, your leading Capitol Hill source on how Congress allocates federal taxpayer dollars. I'm David Lerman, your budget tracker and editor of the CQ Budget Newsletter. And with me today for the first time is Ellen Ferguson, who covers agriculture and trade issues for CQ. Welcome to the CQ Budget Podcast, Ellen, and thanks for joining me. Well, thank you for having me, David. And Ellen, I wanted to talk to you today because there's a big farm bill making its way through Congress now that has some big budget implications, including what could be the only major overhaul of an entitlement program this year, which is the food stamp program. But first, help me understand the big picture here. How big is this farm bill and and what does it do? The farm bill is pretty wide ranging. It covers everything from farm programs to conservation, rural um, development, nutrition. And there's a lot of money involved here. There is a lot of money. Over a 10-year period, it's probably going to spend more than $800 billion. That's the estimate. Most of that, or a good chunk of that, about 77% or 80% of that will go towards nutrition, primarily the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, also known as food stamps. Okay, and but most of this farm bill money isn't new, right? I mean, th- is this, this is not going to have any effect on the budget deficit. Uh, no, there's no, there's very little new money. There's some additional new money for cotton and dairy programs, but that was worked out on something separately. Um, basically, CBO says that this is going to be the Congressional Budget Office. It's going to be budget neutral. Essentially, it's not going to spend add much to the deficit. Okay. Uh, But that doesn't mean that there aren't some big changes in spending being proposed. And that's particularly true of the food stamp program. What's the big fight about there? Well, the fight's about two things. Um, We're talking about now at the House Agriculture Committee level. They uh, passed their farm bill on Wednesday on an unusually uh, party-line vote. It was 26 to 20. And the big fight there, two things. One, the Democrats are saying that they were shut out of the whole process, writing the whole bill, not just uh, the part dealing with uh, SNAP. But two, they're also concerned— SNAP is the food stamp program. Well, yes, food stamps. That the changes proposed are a surprise to them. The chairman held about 23 hearings over the course of two years, and they're saying in the end that what he is proposing, which is essentially a greater emphasis on work as a, as a requirement in order for you to get your food benefits, changes to eligibility, and— um, those two big things will displace maybe about a million or, or households, about two million people total, but that they say essentially is designed to push people off and keep people off. So you don't have people who might be in need being able to actually get into the program and receive food aid benefits. So it's cracking down a little on food stamp eligibility and imposing some stricter work requirements, which I gather did not sit well with Democrats on the Agriculture Committee last week. In fact, let's listen a minute to one of the Democrats on the committee. This is uh, Tim Waltz of Minnesota complaining about how how they felt shut out of the process this year. I came to get policy right. I came to work with you. This is the third time. This is not how it's normally done. Don't pretend like it is. New people who've been here, don't pretend like you think you know because you came here. It has never been done like this. We were locked out of the process. And then don't pretend that this is normal. You've got the majority Just say, we don't care what your 700,000 people think. And so, Ellen, what's what's the political fallout of this, do you think? Where where is this bill going? 
Well, right now it's a little unclear. Uh, Chairman Conaway says that he's going to uh, try and make sure he can have the support before he takes the bill to the floor. Essentially, he's part of the um, the official whip team, the team that counts votes for the majority. So he has practice in counting votes. So he's going to be trying to check among his Republican colleagues to see how many of them would be likely to vote for the bill before he moves it to the floor. Now, right now, the time frame for possibly putting on the floor is probably early May or mid-May. There has been no firm, firm date set. I don't know what the fallout's going to be for the Democrats. The Democrats believe that they have the higher ground by protesting the uh, nutrition changes, which they say are an assault on low-income people. Uh, they didn't offer any amendments during the markup process or the process in which the bill was reviewed and amended. And uh, Leader Pelosi, the Democratic leader, has said that it's a bill that's so bad that uh, it's not amendable, that it should go back to committee. That, that's highly unlikely. The farm bill as a whole has a, is usually very difficult. It's usually a challenge for the agriculture committees to get them through their respective chambers, particularly in the House in the most recent years. And the, the current farm bill, um, which expires on September 30th, required about two and a half years worth of effort. Wow, that's a lot. It was a saga. It was a saga. And there was concern that going into the 2018 farm bill, which will replace the the current farm bill when it expires, that it was going to be very difficult, if not impossible, to, to get it through. So can they really ram this through on a party line vote this year? It's possible. I mean, the, the thing for Chairman Michael Conaway is that within his caucus, you know, there's a, there are some volatile elements. He will have to court the Freedom Caucus, which is a block of a, about, I think, 30, 40 conservative members who have very, very stated opinions about what they'd like to see on uh, entitlement reform. One thing he does have going for him is that the Speaker, Speaker Ryan, wants him to move forward with changes on SNAP. He has put out a statement saying that the bill contains needed changes, now, how far the speaker is going to go in backing it and whether the fact that the speaker is going to retire at the end of this year and is right now a lame duck speaker, if that's going to affect his ability to influence people. Yeah, but even if it gets through the House, I mean, what does it look like in the Senate? Well, the Senate has basically said, we're going to write a bipartisan bill. We're going to try to avoid some of the pitfalls that we see in the House bill on nutrition because we're going to have to get 60 votes in the Senate, and that's going to require us to be able to get some Democratic votes. So, okay, so we're sure to see some change made oh, here before. There, there will be some changes. Um, in the end, essentially what the Senate may say to the House is just pass something, send it over, because in the end, our plan is, is that the final bill will probably look more like the Senate bill than the House bill. They okay. will take elements from different parts of it, but on the controversial part dealing with nutrition, the food stamp, the Senate thinks it's going to prevail. And it'll be interesting to see how that how the food stamp saga turns out, because we should say this is big money we're talking about. Food stamp serves more than 40 million Americans every year, right? Something like $70 billion a year gets spent on it, and any major restrictions on it could have, could have budget implications down the road. So. Well, I know a lot of the nonprofits, the food banks, the food pantries are concerned because they fill in the gaps. They're, what they have said to Congress over and over again is if you make major changes to SNAP, then that is going to drive more people to our doors, and we cannot handle that. We are not designed to be a replacement for programs like food stamps. 
We can be an, a, an addition, a supplement. We can be a help, but we cannot be that program in the, in the private sector. Right. But as much as opposition as there is to this on the Democratic side, this does reflect some Republican priorities here in terms of reining in entitlement programs, right? It does. About two years ago, Chairman Michael Conaway announced that he was going to be focusing on, on the food stamp program, the SNAP program, because it is such a big part of the Farm Bill. And the Farm Bill is a, the most major thing that the agriculture committees do. So he was a little ahead of the Trump administration. He is a conservative Republican, um, and he proceeded with you know, 23 hearings on this. President Trump comes in and includes entitlement reform as part of his agenda, and it starts to dovetail. Speaker Ryan has always been interested in this. When he was the chairman of the Budget Committee, when he was chairman of Ways and Means. And this is his last year in office. And this is his last year in office. So you have several things converging here. Chairman Conaway has his own views and his own outlook on this, but he's got two powerful backers on this, the Speaker and potentially President Trump. And beyond the food stamp program, what else is in this bill that seems to be provoking some fights? Well, potentially, um, people might focus on crop insurance because the federal government subsidizes premiums. People may focus on the conservation programs, one, because they're voluntary, someone to make them mandatory. Um, there's concern about some of the proposals in the House Agriculture uh, Farm Bill where they want to merge programs. There are a number of areas where there could be some potential fights. Some of, most of them are old fights. But each year, each cycle that you have a farm bill, some of these proposals inch closer and closer to pass it. One other thing, as I said, the farm bill process can be a saga and full of drama. And if they're not able to get a, a final farm bill across the, the threshold by September 30th or by the end of the year, there are what supporters of the farm bill process hope will be sort of a, a, a safeguard. Because essentially, if they don't pass an extension to some degree. You know, they have to decide what they would extend and which programs would go along with that. But the major programs, the major farm programs would be safe. Let me, let me tell you, they're not going to be left behind. If there isn't a, a final farm bill, then you revert to what they say is um, prior law, which is really high subsidy levels for different commodities, things affecting dairy, Essentially, it's not something that is actually practical in a modern world. Either a final farm bill or an extension of farm programs, and the major programs would be extended. Um, SNAP would continue because it's authorized actually in a different legislation. The farm bill just sets policies and how you operate it. So Um, they know they have to pass something. There would be some sort of extension or a final bill. Okay. So we'll be watching to see how far the Farm Bill gets in coming weeks, and Ellen will be covering it all for us here at CQ. Thanks again, Ellen, for joining me. Oh, thank you, David. And thank you all for listening. I'm David Lerman, your CQ budget tracker. We'll be back next week. Until then, you can keep up to date by reading your daily CQ budget newsletter. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or NPR One. And for more budget news, you can visit RollCall.com or CQ.com or find us on Twitter. The handle is at CQNow or at RollCall. See you next week.